0: Cinema Cinema. Soft uh, underbelly. Hello, everyone. My name is Eugene Weaver, and this is another edition of Cinema's Soft Underbelly. Here, you'll find all things related to horror, to sci fi, fantasy, the uh. Cheesiest of cheesy B movies, grindhouse movies, long lost gems in the rough, uh, and movies that should remain lost. And today, I am going to finally, after almost forty uh, episodes, I am going to finally start diving on the trauma bomb. So uh, there's there's so much history behind Trauma Studios. They're the first independent studio, uh, I believe, ever. I'm, I'm fairly certain that they they're one of the original. Uh, they're one of the original uh, independent movie studios, and I I think that's great. I think that's uh, uh, awesome what they're doing. Now, the quality of their work is another story. They are hit and miss. And uh, I'm not going to really focus as much on them as a company, uh, and I'm, I want to dive onto some of the movies that I really like. Uh, I will give just a, a small bit of history on on Trauma, though. Um, mid '70s, uh, Kaufman and Michael Hertz. When by Kaufman I mean the the one, the only Lloyd Kaufman and Michael Hertz. It was founded in 1974 and uh they began producing directing and distributing raunchy sex comedies uh and uh 85 and they they kind of were doing that through the 70s and then in 85 that's when they hit it big and that was with a movie called The Toxic Avenger and that's the movie that I'm going to be focusing on today that and uh as many of its sequels as I can get to we'll we'll see how that goes um it's it's by far trauma's most popular movie it is it's kind of like like uh, new line cinema is the house that freddy built i would dare to say that the toxic avenger uh, that's uh, trauma is the house that toxic avenger built and uh it uh some of some of their other see basically trauma trauma distributes movies low budget movies and then they also make movies in house and uh for as many, it seems like for as many hits as Troma has, and they do have hits, there also is a number of, uh, of failures, and I believe that Troma's War, uh, Troma's War was one of the movies that almost completely sunk uh, Troma Studios, and, uh, um, they did come back, though, after that, and I, again, I don't want to get too much into the history of Troma, but, uh, They've made a string of 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 great funny movies, and by great, I mean you have to enjoy this type of thing. If you're not into this type of movie, this type of uh, type of thing, then you're probably not going to like these movies. These movies are very, very much niche, in my opinion. Uh, very silly humor. Almost all of them feature over the top, disgusting, gross, silly humor, but with a social commentary, and. Uh, I think that Lloyd Kaufman is a shrewd businessman, but the guy, uh, the guy knows how to do it. He knows how to get movies made, and if you've watched any of his behind-the-scenes stuff, and some of, on some of his DVDs and Blu-rays, there's like feature-length making-ofs, and in my opinion, those are as good as the movies themselves because it truly is what it's like to make. Uh, a very 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 low budget movie uh and what goes into pulling it off and just the unreliable people and deadlines and lack of food lack of of nice conditions uh so uh anyway it it's it's their history is very very interesting and they've kind of they've just gone back and forth with they've had a they've had some bombs that almost put them under. Um, and then they've had some some hits, and I, so it's they're still they're still kicking too. That's what's cool is uh, my co-host Eric Marner and I we went up to Cleveland to the Cedar Lee Theater and met Lloyd Kaufman and watched uh, Return to Newcomb High Part One, and uh, they're still doing it, you know. And I I commend them for that. I I'm glad that they are doing what they're doing. They have their own little unique. It, these movies are not like Roger Corman low budget. You can almost tell when you're watching a trauma movie, uh, spe- like especially an in-house produced movie. Uh, like I said, they've had tons of movies that they've acquired. I mean, their their catalog is huge, and a lot of them they didn't produce and they just they just distributed. But the ones that they did produce, those are generally, in my opinion, probably the best of the bunch uh, I mean, there's, there's gems in there and I'm going to hit on, I'm going to hit on as many as I can through various episodes. Uh, but I did want to start today with, with what put them on the map and that would be the toxic Avenger. Uh, supposedly this movie is getting a, a reboot, remake, whatever. I'll believe it when I see it. And supposedly, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is involved, but again, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. Um, Having said that, as far as Arnold Schwarzenegger goes, one cool thing about Troma is uh trauma is kind of like roger corman's uh, in in that they through trauma future stars and future filmmakers are discovered, and uh like I said, you know not not so much the the, the shooting style and like the look of the movies but actual stars and people coming out of trauma studios uh James Gunn would be a big one. He got, uh, you know, he got his nod from uh, from Troma, and because of that, now look where he's look where he's at. So I think that's really cool. Uh, some other ones: Billy Bob Thornton was in uh, Chopper Chicks in Zombie Town. Vanna White was in Graduation Day, and th- that's a movie that I actually had talked about previously on a previous episode. Kevin Costner was in Sizzle Beach, USA. Uh, J.J. J. Abrams was in Night Beast. Samuel L. Jackson, Death by Temptation. Uh, Marisa Tomei was in Toxic Avenger, but she was in a blink-and-you'll-miss-her type thing. She was like a bystander that they just they got uh, on the street, so uh, that hardly counts, but she was in it. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio was in The First Turn On. Um, Paul Sorvino was in Cry Uncle. I could go on and on and on. But yeah, James Gunn was involved with Tromeo and Juliet, which is great it's that's movie is insane uh trey Parker matt stone they made cannibal the musical uh they made that before they were discovered and uh uh Oliver Stone made his debut as an actor in the battle of love's return so anyway it's it's cool to see and Eli Roth got his start through trauma he had a very 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 small bit part in uh toxic uh, toxic Avenger part four the uh oh which one was uh, citizen taxi. So, anyway, uh, it's it's just cool to see to see uh rising stars and who knows what's going to what's going to happen in the future cuz they're they're still going strong. They're based out of New York and I'm still kicking myself for not stopping by their offices and getting a quick tour of Troma Studios when I was out there not too long ago. But oh well, anyway. So, I'm going to start first and foremost with uh the movie that started it all uh, and that would be The Toxic Avenger and uh it just got released on Blu-ray finally and one thing with with a lot of Troma's movies is they look really 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 bad and i think that some of that is the fact that the 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 master the remastering was just done so poorly so i've seen Toxic Avenger more times than I can remember on VHS and then on DVD, and it looked terrible. And the thing is, is up until uh, Return of Nuka Mahai, I'm pretty sure that all of Troma-produced and made in-house movies were shot on film. So even if it's just 16mm film, it's still shot on film. It's not shot on shoddy, crappy VHS or something like that. So therefore, film always looks best, in my opinion. Uh, Now, granted, uh, the digital age has brought on huge strides. I mean, now digital is pretty much taking over the film industry, but uh, the film itself is still considered a great medium. And so even though Toxic Avenger is a very low-budget movie, it was still shot on film. And uh, the last... uh, the time before I watched it, this most recently on Blu-ray, I had watched it again on DVD, and I'm like, you know, this is almost unwatchable. It looks that bad, and uh, I'm like, and it just, it almost took me out of the movie. It looked that bad. Then I watched it on Blu-ray when it was finally released, and this one here was, this is an actual trauma release. Over in the UK, uh, there was another release of this movie, and I guess it had a even a, a better, a, a higher bitrate encode, and so it supposedly looks even better than this version, and this version here, I think, looks stunning. You can tell that it's shot on film, and it looks like it's got a little bit more money behind it now, finally, after uh, 30 years. I mean, this movie is 30 years old. It came out in 84, and uh, so I I think that's great. I think it's awesome that uh, some of these movies now, and kind of, now that Blu-ray is kind of in the the golden years of its of its life that we're finally seeing movies that uh you know a lot of people probably wouldn't pluck the money down for i do because this is the type of movie i love i love these things and so i'm glad that they're finally being released and uh even though it's kind of a niche market type of thing it's still it's so great to see movies get the love that that a lot of them i think deserve and toxic avenger is definitely one of them um So, um, if you don't know what Toxic Avenger is, come on. You should know what the Toxic Avenger is at this point, because it is a piece of, I think, it's it's a piece of American history. Not just the movie itself, but just the fact that that's what got Trauma going. And I think that even if you're not a fan of Trauma or a fan of low-budget movies, you've probably heard of Trauma. I'm guessing. Uh, And they've been around for so long, and... Lloyd Kaufman is such a recognizable person, and he's he's so funny, uh, and just meeting him in person, you immediately like him, and he's just this odd little Jewish goofball guy. Uh, I think he's Jewish. Uh, he seems like he is. So anyway, um, the movie itself, I wasn't when I first watched The Toxic Avenger, I was not prepared for what it was and I was at a friend's house and this is back in our high school days in fact I'm pretty sure I didn't even have a license at the time and with the cover like it is I'm like this is gun this is going to be great but I wasn't prepared for the onslaught of disgusting gore in this movie and just the smuddiness of it because it's trauma movies are smutty and this is no exception and just just irreverent and very much um trying to step over boundaries and uh make you uncomfortable but in a very humorous sort of way. And so I wasn't really I hadn't really experienced movies like this. I mean, I had seen Friday the 13th movies and I had seen a bunch of horror movies, but not something like this that is kind of played for laughs but very black humor and like dark and twisted. And uh I of course I loved it. Uh this is one of the movies that we had rented and I watched it twice. Like in, I watched it the one day and then we spent I spent the night and then the very next day I watched it again because I'm like, this is amazing, this is so good. And so therefore then I had to at some point I bought it on VHS. I still have the VHS tape somewhere in my house. And uh through the diff- you know, through the years, you know, ended up getting the D V D of it and then now finally the Blu-ray. Uh, In fact, I've even got this big poster in my office here where I do my podcasting, and it's signed signed by Lloyd Kaufman himself, and in my opinion, that was $20 well spent. So, anyway, uh, Toxic Avenger. I'm going to quick read the back of the the DVD Blu-ray here, and... uh Again, you more than likely you'll probably know what this movie is about already. But um, greetings from Tromaville. It's time to celebrate Toxie's traumatic, trauma-rific 30th anniversary in HD. Fan toxic. Haha. Lovingly recreated, digitally remastered in head crushing, arm ripping, mop wielding high definition. Troma Entertainment is proud to present Lloyd Kaufman's seminal movie, Not Fluid, for the first time on Blu ray. You grew up with the story, but here it is again anyway. The first super hero word was removed due to a registered trademark by two major comic book companies from New Jersey. Weird. Uh, experienced the action that made Troma Entertainment a cinematic legend. Still a classic three decades decades later. And it is. It is a classic and rewatching it uh it, it it's it still holds up and it's it's great. I love it. Um and I'm gonna re- I'm gonna just go over some, uh, some of the uh, trivia on this movie just because it's 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 funny to hear this. And actually, I I, I gotta say this, uh, I I was wrong in saying that Marissa Tomei was uh, a bystander in the crowd. I'm looking here on the trivia. I thought she was, uh, but it says here she was an extra coming out of a shower, so she might uh, get a. A boob shot in the movie. I I don't know. It was so fast. I couldn't I couldn't tell. Um, so Patrick Kilpatrick, who played Leroy, uh, the face painted criminal at the Mexican restaurant. If you've watched the movie, you know these scenes. Quit the film after having to point a shotgun at a baby. So yeah although I think it's very odd that he quit the film because he got eviscerated right after that. So I'm not quite sure how he could have quit the movie unless he was uh, behind the scenes, he was working behind the scenes. But uh, like I said, this movie is very irreverent. There's, you know, kids are in danger, kids are killed. It's out there. Um, The fast food robber who has his arm ripped off actually only had one arm, and in the scene one can see that his right arm is a prosthetic. Uh, as it never moves, uh, and he doesn't use the arm until Toxic Avenger rips it off. That's great. And and again, I guess the back of the Blu-ray doesn't really go into detail about what the movie's about. But it Health Cub in uh, Tromaville, uh, almost every movie that Troma makes themselves is set in the fictional town of Tromaville. And uh, and that's where all this stuff happens. It's a fitness center where there's all sorts of illegal things going on. And uh, Mop Boy Melvin, who's this dorky little kid, uh, he is getting picked on by these bullies. And he ends up falling out of a window after a prank goes wrong, and he lands in a big vat of toxic waste that's parked down below on the semi, thus turning him into the Toxic Avenger. And then he goes about cleaning up the streets of Tromaville, and by cleaning up the streets, that means uh, killing everyone that's bad. So, and it is a superhero movie too. I mean, just it—it it has all the superhero trappings. It's there. It's just done in the trauma way and so it works (laughs) um head crushing scene was based on a time when lloyd kaufman was backing a car out of his garage and accidentally hit his younger sister Uh, no one was harmed but the memory haunted him for years and that is uh, in my opinion that's the uh the the highlight of the movie i guess the, the low light i might say is this there's this head crushing scene in the movie actually there's two there's a a boy that gets his head crushed, and then there's a guy at uh, the fitness center that gets his head crushed, and both of them are just so gross and gory. And uh, even though they're f- relatively fake looking, it's still like, oh come on, that's sick. Um, the, uh, <laughs> the speaking of the he- the the kids' head getting crushed, uh, the bullies are, they have this game that they play with in their car. They go out drinking and driving, and then they try to find kids and grandparents and you know older people and they run over them of course why not right and um and this kid gets his head crushed and in the movie uh it was th- the way they pulled the gag off was they injected a melon with corn syrup and red food dye and uh, oh, they put a wig over the melon and it was put on a dummy and the thing is it, it, just think how cheap that is uh it's such a it's very very disturbing that scene and it works it, it works very very well and uh, it's like oh my gosh they did not just do that and that's all they did to accomplish that so hats off to trauma for low budget ingenuity uh this movie also features a, a car being flipped over and watch that scene it's towards the end there's a car that's kind of flipped over and it's a pretty elaborate car flip over type thing I'm pretty sure it's in every single trauma produced movie. And I actually asked Lloyd Kaufman that in the Q&A after Return to Newcomb High. Uh I I asked him about that and he of uh, and in all the all the answers that he gave to the audience, they were all jokey, not not uh not good answers, I guess. I don't want to say not good answers, but just they were they were humorous answers and then he he said something about like I don't know what you're talking about and I'm like, "Yeah, of course you don't." Uh, but I think that this was the first movie that they used that car flipping over scene. But it's oh, it's been in uh, guys It's been in *Tromeo and Juliet*. It's been in uh, *Return of Newcomb High*. Anyway, you just you'll know it when you see it, and it's hilarious. Um, there was uh, a sheep in the movie, and you're like, oh boy, here we go. And the uh, uh, Melvin the Map boy, his name was Mark Torgel... And uh, he had to uh, kiss the sheep. And the sheep was infected with lice. It was infested with lice. Uh, But he didn't find out until after the scene was shot. Welcome to trauma. That's just typical trauma. Uh, During pre-production, Vincent D'Onofrio was set to play the role of Bozo. Uh, But prior to filming, D'Onofrio asked for a slight raise and was instead fired from the movie and replaced. And I wish so bad that Vincent D'Onofrio would have... been in it. However, uh, the the character the the actor that does play Bozo is really really good. All of the bullies are great in this movie. They are such '80s scumbag losers, and you hate them all, and you want to see them die, and they die so gloriously in this movie by the hands of Toxic Avenger. Um, the, there was a scene where a Seeing Eye dog gets shot, and that got the most complaints uh, from from people for trauma uh, in a long time, uh, just because it, it actually, it's another one of those that looks very real, and, and, uh, so just, just more, just tidbit type of things here, um, uh, there's a bunch of other, uh, other stuff here, um, the car crash scene, I'm gonna just hit on that car crash scene again, during the car wreck scene, the stunt car was rigged to allow the vehicle to drive straight with the gas pedal to the floor, The roll bar installed in the car, however, was wrecked when the car was falling off the cliff, Uh, and it almost killed the stunt driver who was driving the vehicle. Uh, So, yeah, there you go. Um, um, uh, The actor that plays the actual Toxic Avenger, Mitch Cohen, who I I think that he did a uh, cameo in uh, Citizen Toxie, I'm not 100% sure on that, but... uh, while wearing the Toxic Avengers suit, he could only eat through a straw, and the uh, the the costume is quite elaborate. Uh, the the headpiece is quite elaborate and well done and very unique, and I, I really like that, the fact that uh, it's, you know, this big hulking dude with, you know, one of his eyes is halfway down his face, and uh, it looks fairly fake, but it's still uh, it still works quite well, I think. So, uh, anyway, there's tons and tons of other... Other notes here that I could uh, I could talk about. Uh, there's a deleted scene on the DVD It shows Toxie throwing a peanut butter and uh sandwich, smacking the face of Sarah's next door neighbor. Uh, playing Sarah's next door neighbor is Mitch Cohen without his Toxic Avenger makeup. So, haha. Uh, uh, um, there was uh, a- there was a scene in the movie where. Toxic Avenger is fighting Cigar Face and his gang in uh, in an alley in New York, and a homeless guy actually walks up to him and uh, and offers him a drink, believing him to be a genuine homeless burn victim. Uh, so, it's all sorts of interesting little weird things in the movie. Um, uh, as far as uh, as far as the replay on it, I think that the replay value is very 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 good on Toxic Avenger. It's uh you have to like this this type of thing. If you don't, then yeesh. it's so bizarro and it's it's so different. And I wish that I could I wish that I could explain the feel of a trauma movie because Toxic Avenger was from eighty four and Poultry Geist was from uh much more recent. I I have it on my on my Blu ray shelf, but I mean we're talking like I, I'm guessing that that uh Poltergeist is maybe six or seven years old and they seem very similar like the shooting like the film stock that's used seems very similar and the humor is extremely similar everything about it is very very similar and so uh very interesting to me I I think that that's it's really cool how other than other than Return to Nukem High Return to Nukem High you can tell because they went digitally it feels it's, it's a digital movie but these older ones they're all they all just look the same. And uh, I think that that's really, really cool. I, I get a big kick out of that. So uh, Anyway, that's the Toxic Avenger. Um, I'm almost out of time to even dive into Toxic Avenger Part 2 because I actually just recently got a, a UK import Blu-ray from uh, the Studio 88 Films. And they're the ones, I believe, that did the first Toxic Avenger over in the UK. And so I'm really looking forward to watching this one. Uh, to to see their remaster job on uh, on the sequel so i'm going to hold off on touching on any more of the toxic avengers cuz i can probably get through parts 2 3 and uh, citizen toxie on uh, the next episode uh, just because i've gone i've taken so much time on the original toxic avenger and the same applies for class of newcom high what i would like to do sometime is hit on all of the class of newcom high movies uh, parts 1 uh, part two, three, which is darn near unwatchable, but I'll still talk about it. And then, of course, Return to Newcom High, and I'm still waiting on word on uh, Return to Newcom High Part Two. Um, I'm, I, f- I could be wrong, but I, ha- I think that uh, Quentin Tarantino was the one that told uh, uh, Lloyd Kaufman you should split your movie into two movies and have. Uh, have it two hour and a half long movies, and so because it was like this huge sprawling thing, but it's like it's been long enough now, it's like, let's, let's get some more word out on uh Newcomb High Part Two. I'm, I'm ready for it, let's go. So, uh, I, I am gonna hit on one more uh, one more trauma movie before I wrap things up, this because it's it's so bad, and I, I I have to just mention it, but I don't want to spend much time on it, and that is uh, 1989's Redneck Zombies. Directed by Pericles Lunas. And uh, this one here was shot on VHS. Uh, at least it sure seems like it to me. And uh, it is so gross. You have to see this thing to believe it. It is it is truly, truly the, the sludge of Troma Studios. And if you want to know what types of movies that Troma puts out that were not... Not made in house. Look no farther than Redneck Zombies. Uh, this thing is just nuts. Um, it, I I'm not even sure if I need to even read, need to read the synopsis. But I'll, the brief synopsis here is: a barrel of radioactive waste is lost out in the woods. Some dement, some demented rednecks find it and use it as part of their uh, distillery. Everybody who drinks from the liquor they produced turns into a zombie uh it's so utterly disgusting budget was $10,000 it's 90 long minutes long but uh, you got to see this thing it's it is true low budget ingenuity at work and they know they have a super low budget. So let's throw everything in the kitchen sink into this thing. It doesn't matter if the actors aren't good. It doesn't matter if the gore is fake. Let's just, let's just throw as much as we can at the screen and see what sticks. And a lot of it does. It is so disgusting. Um, uh, and every time I watch that movie, I have it on DVD. Every time I watch it, um, uh, I think okay well that should be probably the last time I watch that movie ever because that's an hour and a half of my life that I'm not going to get back. And sure enough, sure enough 5 6 years later I'm like I should probably watch Redneck Zombies again. That was that was I think maybe kind of sort of good and then I watch it again. And I'm like okay, well, why did I do that? Uh but something about it is uh it for true true grindhouse lowbrow z-grade files out there you really should check out redneck zombies yeah it makes toxic avenger look award-winning and uh oscar worthy it's it's really bad but it's quite something they don't make movies like that anymore trust me it's it's out there so anyway redneck zombies i'll never watch it again until i watch it five years from now uh that's going to do it for my first of, I'm sure many trauma shows, because there is a ton of trauma movies that I would like to talk about. Almost all of them are going to be the ones that they produced themselves in house. There's a few that I may hit on that they got the rights to. Uh, I already have with Graduation Day, and I talked about redneck, redneck Zombies. Stendhal Syndrome got released by Trauma. That was the first release was from Trauma until. Uh, the other studios got a hold of it. Uh then there's a couple other ones that are worthy of mention and I'll probably be hitting on those at uh at another at another time down the road. But for the most part I'm going to be sticking with Toxic Avenger, Nukem High, Poultrygeist, uh, tromeo and Juliet, Terror firmer um great movies. You uh and you're probably thinking is he serious or not? And uh, personally I'm not sure if I am serious. Oh, we'll see. So anyway, that's going to be it for me today. You can get a hold of me at Eugene-Weaver at Hotmail.com with any questions or concerns, or if you want to yell at me for talking about trauma for a half hour, uh, I understand. I totally get it, and you have every right to do so. And feel free to tune in to uh, Movie Freaks over on YouTube. That's my... sister show that I'm doing with my co-host Eric Marner. He started the show and we have a blast over there. We're talking about all things Christmas right now so uh, that's a good time and uh, there's all sorts of good stuff coming on future episodes this month. And then of course Cinema Sidekicks, uh, they're talking a lot more about mainstream newer release stuff and uh, they've actually saved me from watching several movies in the theater that I was like, I should probably go see that. And then I listened to the show, and I'm like, eh, maybe I shouldn't go see that after all, and maybe I should wait until Netflix, and maybe even then, eh, we'll see. Uh, So anyway, those are those shows. This is my show, and I'm Eugene Weaver, and I appreciate you listening, and until next time.